The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Wanted to, to get into this, take a look at what's happening with the stock markets. Now listen, a Carleton University economist thinks if the COVID-19 outbreak becomes a pandemic, the world will slide into a recession. Yesterday, American markets dropped more than a thousand points and Asian and European markets have plunged again today. Ian Lee is an associate professor at the Sports School of Business and he says the list of countries hit by the, as the, uh, as the list of countries hit by the illness grows, investors will likely follow the pack with their market predictions. Because it's gone global, because the the coronavirus is now in, I don't know how many countries, 20, 25 countries, and expanding, and just overnight it was reported in Africa, um, and because of that, the investors are realizing this is going to affect companies everywhere and economies everywhere. So this is going to be, to use the jargon of central bankers, probably going to be a synchronized global recession. And just an update on that one, uh, there are now 4,351 cases of the new coronavirus in 49 countries outside of China. What is going on on the stock markets? Well, you know what? Who we call the one and only Angus Watt at National Bank Financial. Hey, Angus. Hey, Jillian. How are you this good, afternoon? Good, really good. Now, listen, you're going to have to, to talk to me like I'm a you know, six-year-old here to, to explain what is going on. Um, the, the, the stock markets, you take a look at your portfolios and you're going, oh, what's going on? What is going on? Why is this virus having an impact on the markets? Well, the first reason, uh, I'll just tell you that the stock markets, we created a little cash back in the end of uh, just before Christmas, and I'm talking about the week before Christmas, because the markets were priced at perfection. So we'd had an extraordinary move in the stock market, and all the bad news seemed to be ignored, and we only focused on the good news, and when it had more bad news, we said, forget it, don't worry about it, you know, it's going to go higher. And... uh, uh, so we became very careful and cautious, but in the month of January, the first six weeks of this year, we were proven to be more wrong than right, and now within the past week, we've been proved to be more right than wrong. Um, and I will say we're, we've gotten down basically to the levels that I thought was, was most probable for the market correction. Having said that, is that we probably could have another 10% on the downside, and it's just too early to tell. So, So the first part, the market was priced for perfection. It's kind of like when you take a look, people are all lined up to buy condos in Edmonton. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. And then everybody that wasn't lined up said, you know, hey, well, there's a lineup to buy condos in Edmonton. Mm. Then it's a time to be a seller. And that's kind of where the stock market was. And, and then the second problem that you have is that we don't know, I will say this today, that all of us, 100% of us are going to be impacted by this virus directly or indirectly. Mm. And the indirectly could be the cost of tomatoes. It could be the cost of your cell phone. It could be the fact that you will go to order something online. It's not available. And so it could be in very small ways or it could be very large ways. Hmm. And so that if you've got products that are being, that you consume here, you know, whether manufactured or whatever, and parts are coming from China and they're not manufacturing them, A, you don't have anyone producing them, and B, Who's going to ship them to you mm. out of China? So that that creates a problem from that standpoint. So uh, so that's part one. And and then over here, if you can't get the, what you're looking for, let's say you want to buy an Apple iPhone, yeah. and you're going to buy it now, and you say, well, it looks like I have to wait to June or July. Uh, then you're in July, and you say, listen, there's a new one coming out in September. You might wait until September to buy the brand new one versus buying last year's model. No different than buying a car. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, and then from that aspect, you say, well, listen, what do they do in the car manufacturing? They discount the car so that that old, new old model, so to speak, uh, is you know on sale for five or ten percent off. So then the company may sell a whole, uh, you know, a number of cars, but they're not getting the same profit margin. So the bottom line is the market's interpreting this, and and initially we're thinking that this is going to happen, it's going to occur, it's going to be gone, and that'll have an impact in one quarter, the first quarter of this year, and, and parts of the second quarter. Now the marketplace is saying that this is, this is going to have an impact in the economic global growth for the first quarter, the second quarter, and the third quarter. Wow. And then the question is, do we know that as a fact? And the answer is no. No. Because we don't know where it be. We don't know. Are we in the middle of this? Mm. You know, if you're in a baseball game, you use the number of innings. Yeah. It's like coming in and taking a look at the score, and the score could be 4 nothing. You say, hey, are we in the first inning or in the sixth inning? And that's the problem that the market has right now with what's going on. So, Angus, um, you know, years back when the when the SARS uh, outbreak happened, now not as big as this, obviously. Did we have um, impact on the, on the stock market then, do you remember? No, we did. This actually personally takes me back to around... Uh, before you were born, <laughs> it goes back to like uh, I think 1987. You're a good man. In, in, in October in 1987, and you know the market was down 10, 12 percent a week. And I remember saying, if it happens this, you know, goes down this much every day, then you know in a matter of 10 days we won't have a marketplace. And uh, so we've seen this before, and uh, um, we just have to find. And the third part of this, which a lot of people don't understand, is that a lot of people have what we call, you know, these robo-investors, you're, you're yeah. buying passive investments, right? So you're buying an index, mm-hmm. and they allocate it. So effectively, at the end of the day, you're always buying at the high, and you're always buying at the low. And when you sell an index, if you're nervous in the marketplace today, you say, listen, I just got to get out. And so they sell. And when they sell, if there's an S&P 500, they effectively sell... 500 shares or not 500 they put orders in to sell 500 different companies at the same time uh. and the same so that puts selling pressure on everything so the question is in my mind we've had more of a, a buying people not in a hurry to buy stocks versus panicking to sell stocks uh, okay interesting okay? yep and so if you're if you're a professional trader and the computers and everything else is until you see the volume start to rise on the on the buy side you're 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 not going to be interested in buying until you think there's a reason that the volume's going to turn upwards and so we end up with more volatility because of this concept is I don't have to know what I'm buying I just buy the index and away I go and I think that is another part of why in, two, in the fourth quarter in November and December of 2018 we had the volatility because it wasn't until Christmas time when we had the bargain hunters coming in mm-hmm. so the markets are oversold there isn't anybody that should tell you that they're not oversold today but the question is you're not sure when the buying interest is going to come in on a sustainable base and it's hard to do that, Jalen, if you can't quantify where we're going to go. Yeah, you just don't know. Angus Watt from National Bank Financial joining me this afternoon off the top. I was talking about this Carleton University economist that said that um, if it becomes, if this COVID-19 becomes a pandemic, the world will slide into recession. We've seen recession in Alberta. We've seen it in Canada. What does a world recession look like, Angus? Well, you know, 
I would almost argue that the European markets were very close to one. Mm. And, and a world recession effectively just means you've got two quarters of negative growth. It's, it's not that, you know, we lose our homes and, and uh, we're starving in the streets. It just means that unemployment moves up. Uh, and, the, and one of the questions why the central bank was trying to, the Federal Reserve was trying to increase rates back in 2018. And so when we had a problem that we have today is that they could have some fuel to lower interest rates to encourage us to go forward. And there's lots of pressure on that. And, and so a recession is a recession, slow growth, negative growth. Yeah. And so, it, but it doesn't mean that we're all losing our houses. Okay. And it, it may mean, for example, hey, like our teachers, is that we can't give them a pay raise. <laughs> yeah. And and our government's got to reduce its spending by three percent, and they're going to do that over the next two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. is that a recession? Yeah. By definition, it is a recession, yeah. and that's where our economy is because our growth rate, where our spending is less. What are you expecting in the coming weeks? Well, that's a tough one. But I, 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 I think the Federal Reserve, the central banks around the world, if we're going to, we've got to go through, um, so we're oversold, but you get a bit of a rally. That rally will, you know, you find you could have new sellers, then it comes down. And then the question is, is when it goes down the next time, is it going to go lower? Mm. Or is it just the volatility? Jillian, I watched this market, and the other day the market was down for it was up 450 points, down 200 points. When this market turns, you're going to find out one day as much as we say this the market and the Dow Jones today was down 357 points. Uh, we can find out one day it was down 350, 450 points and closed 2,000 points higher. Mm. And that that comes back to the ETFs, you know, this electronic trading. Yes. Right, because yep. all of a sudden all everything goes from a sell side, and then goes to a buy side. So right. look for volatility. The easy answer <laughs> is volatility. Okay. Clear as mud, Angus. Clear as mud. I'm glad that it's you taking care of all of this. I just, uh, it just, it, it's been amazing to watch and, and and hear the numbers over the past couple of weeks when you give us our updates, you know, coming up again here at 4 oh, and yeah. 5 o'clock. And it's just, and a number of people just ask me, like, what is going on? And, yeah. but, you know, being able to explain it, you know, why the, the coronavirus, why COVID-19, that side of it makes a little bit more sense to me now. And I really appreciate that. Jillian, always a pleasure. Thanks, Angus. We'll talk to you at four. We'll do. Okay, take care. Angus Watt over at National Bank Financial on the COVID-19 front. Just so you know, um, the World Health Organization Director General has raised the global risk assessment of COVID-19 to very high. He says there are, as I mentioned earlier, 4,351 cases of the new coronavirus in 49 countries outside of, uh, of China. And that includes Uh, Mexico, Belarus, Lithuania, New Zealand, Nigeria, Azerbaijan, and the Netherlands all reporting their first cases. Uh, The case in Nigeria has has folks worried because sub-Saharan Africa has some of the world's weakest health systems. And uh, who officials in Africa have warned that those health systems could be overwhelmed. But there was some good news uh, out of China today in the past 24 hours they have uh, they have said that um, China has reported 329 cases of the virus, and that's the lowest number in more than a month um, around the world. Amusement parks, uh, parks, sport events, religious gatherings, schools, school gatherings have been canceled. Um, 
Uh, a cathedral in Germany is dumping out its holy water. Disney has shut down its parks in Tokyo. And in Singapore, uh, a couple there with the virus was charged with lying about their movements. Ontario today, the seventh confirmed case of the coronavirus is a man in his 50s who had traveled to Iran. He arrived in Toronto on Tuesday, was checked over at the hospital. Uh, There are now 14 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Canada, plus one presumptive case in Quebec. And check this out from CNN today. 38% of Americans saying that they would not buy Corona beer, quote, under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. This was a recent survey, my friends. And just to be totally clear, there is no link whatsoever to the virus and the beer. Um, Sales have dived this week for Corona beer. Corona beer derives its name from the sun's Corona has nothing to do with the virus. It's the third most popular beer in the U.S. Really? Guinness is first and then Heineken? Really? Okay. But 38% of Americans saying that they wouldn't buy Corona beer under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. It has nothing to do with it.